Hey everyone, welcome to another action-packed edge of your seat thrill ride where the party never stops. I'm talking about this podcast here, Tragedy Plus Time equals Danny Martin. Today we have chapter seven. Today's podcast is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. If you have an important call on the horizon, trust no one else but Verizon. That's Verizon Wireless. Again, just a quick disclaimer, Verizon Wireless is not associated with this podcast, nor do they condone anything I say on Anyway, with that out of the way, today we're going to talk about marathons, not the marathons you watch on Netflix, not a Golden Girls marathon or whatever show you watch. We're going to talk about actually running marathons. Now, I know what you're thinking, Dan, how is this a tragedy? You've completed three marathons. Well, that is true, but there are some things that didn't work out the way I would have hoped they would have, and we're going to talk about that today and a lot of other good stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'll see you over there. This here's a podcast about Danny Martin Not finishing the things that he started Kind of like writing the lyrics to this song Tragedy plus time equals Danny Martin That's the title of this show Now it's starting Skiddly bop 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 boo bop da bop boo Alright, today we're going to talk about marathons Like I said earlier in this chapter uh, I have run three, attempted four. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about why I started running marathons, what my goal was, and um, what makes it a tragedy for me, I suppose. Anyway, the reason I started running marathons was I was trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon that is here in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, it's a difficult marathon to get on. You either have to raise a ton of money or... Uh, you have to run a really fast time, depending on what age you are. Uh, I wanted to try and qualify because uh, I didn't know how to raise money, like ten grand or something like that, and I didn't have any ideas on how to do that. And I don't have a lot of people to donate, or know a lot of people that could donate anyway. So I uh, decided, uh, why not challenge myself and run a really fast time? I think for my age group, it is. I'm a little bit older now. When I started this, it's like three, three ten or something like that, which is pretty fast. Three hours and ten minutes to run twenty six point two miles. That's like a, I want to say, like a seven, seven fifty eight mile to be safe, like an eight minute mile, which is uh, eight minute mile is not fast, but if you do it twenty six point two times, it is pretty freaking fast. So, and it's very hard to keep up for that period of time. People do it though. I didn't. Um, so anyway, that was my goal. That was why I started running marathons. That was um, the motivation behind it. Eventually run Boston. Have not run it yet. Did not qualify for Boston yet, but uh, maybe sometime down the road. Who knows? If you have a number and you don't want to use it, call it Dan. Um, so the first marathon I did uh, was with the intention of qualifying for Boston. I picked a marathon that was relatively flat. It actually starts with a downhill, which is not as beneficial as you would think when running a marathon. And I'll explain that why in a moment. Uh, but I ran the Steamtown Marathon, which is in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton, Pennsylvania, also known as uh, the town where Dunler Mifflin is. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I didn't watch the show. Uh, but if you're a fan of The Office, you're familiar with Scranton, PA. Um, I, that paper company does not actually exist. I walked around town looking for it. 
not there, but I believe the address is actually a real place, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Scranton, PA is also known as the Electric City. And when you go to Scranton, uh, I think in their town hall, there's this huge fluorescent, um, fluorescent? Yeah, fluorescent, fluorescent light like uh, sign thing. And it says Electric City. And when I was there, it actually didn't work. So I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of ironic. The Electric City has a sign that says Electric City, Electric City, and it doesn't actually work. So that's pretty funny to me. Um, aside from that, Scranton does not have a whole lot going on. I went, I drove there by myself and not a lot to do. A lot of, uh, there's a lot of like vacant buildings and the mall was like under construction. So, uh, not a place I would visit unless you're running the Steamtown Marathon, which is a pretty nice marathon. I will make an added note. The assistant director of the marathon, the one that emails everyone, is actually a very, uh, very hilarious guy. Uh, he sends all these, um, you get, uh, when you run marathons, you get a bunch of email updates and whatnot throughout the course of training and just to kind of get you uh, organized on what you have to do for the marathon. Anyway, uh, very funny. I thoroughly enjoyed reading these weekly updates that were sent out. And out of all the marathons, they were definitely the best. Um, updates um because all the other ones were just like super boring and just like informative but they were uh these ones were really fun to read anyway drove to scranton uh got there i believe let's say two days before because i wanted to run around the terrain get acclimated to the uh to pennsylvania even though it wasn't really that much different than here but uh yeah i was there for about two days as first marathon and i had trained Pretty much all summer. This took took place, I believe, in October. I think the marathon's in October, yeah. Uh, but I had a little bit of a training snafu. Uh, my calves got like, I don't know if they got like injured, but like it was a, I, don't, I did something to them. It hurt to run. Couldn't run for a while until it was healed. So there was like maybe two or three, maybe even four weeks where I wasn't running. And it was like pretty close to the marathon. So not uh, not great timing. But I still ran it anyway, and I ran a pretty okay time. I want to say, I want to say around around four hours and fifteen minutes for the first marathon, and it was rough. Um, you could train a lot. Obviously, I didn't train fully, but marathons are freaking brutal. Um, they're super taxing on your body, and like I said before, this one was relatively flat. And it starts downhill, but going downhill is um, very harsh on your quads. Those are uh, the fronts of your legs. If you're not familiar with the quadriceps, those are the muscles in the front and the hamstrings are in the back. In case you didn't know. Um, yeah, you, your legs do take a pounding when you do go downhill. And I think, I think the downhill for that race is like pretty, pretty long. I want to say like maybe, maybe like a mile. So it feels good in the beginning and you don't really tie yourself out like cardiovascularly, but uh, your legs do take a beating and it does catch up to you at some point during the marathon. And when I ran this one, it was kind of okay conditions. It started out raining in the morning, which I really like to run in the rain. Um, I don't know what it is, kind of cooling. And uh, I know a lot of people hate it. You get wet and like chafing's a lot easier 
um, in wet conditions, I believe. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, <clears throat> I'll have to check my facts later. But uh, I enjoy running in the rain, and it was kind of cool, and I really I like running in the cold as well. But the problem was it got hot like halfway through the marathon and like humid, which was brutal because uh, it's like the worst time for it to happen. And uh, I remember I, I didn't want to have coffee before the race, which is one thing you shouldn't do is change up your routine on the actual race day. Like if you're going to not do something that you normally would do, I do highly do not, uh, highly don't recommend, don't recommend that because I didn't have any coffee. Therefore, I didn't take my morning, uh, morning ritual, take a dump. And, uh, that definitely, definitely, uh, hindered my performance on the road because I had to take a shit like a couple miles in and cramped up a lot. And I had to visit porta potties quite often. And there was a nightmare. And I remember um, I had to stop at one of them. And it was like, it stopped raining. My nipples were chafing. And I had my bib on my shirt. And I remember I had it. I was like, I couldn't stand, couldn't stand the chafing anymore. Like my nipples were really hurting. And so I had to take my shirt off. So I took my shirt off. I had to take my bib off my shirt because you have to cross the finish line with your bib on you somewhere. And my shorts were the only other option. So I took my shirt off. I had to take the safety pins on because that's usually how they're secured. Take the safety pins off, put it on my shorts, do this while I'm exhausted. I think it was like mile 15 that I eventually took my shirt off and pinned my bib to my shorts. And, and then I think I threw my shirt away, if I remember correctly. There were stands where you could like donate your clothes if like you decided to take them off, but I don't think I was close to one and I didn't want to carry my shirt. So I threw it in the barrel. Um, and I just, and I bought, I just bought that. Like I bought that shirt specifically for the race and now it's gone forever. Um, but it, yeah, this is just a nightmare of a race. And I remember, remember running and just like, halfway through just being dead and just getting to a point where I was more walking than I was running because my legs were gone. Um, I was not ready for this race. Like I said before, training was kind of hindered by injury. And I remember this old guy went by me and he was like, (laughs) I forget exactly what he said, but he's like, come on, man. If I, it was kind of like, if I could do it, you could do it kind of thing. I forget the actual words and I was just like, go fuck yourself. And I, he ran past me and I kept walking. And then, um, a lot of the medics, when you're running a marathon are on bicycles. And I remember the last two miles of the race, uh, this guy, uh, was on a bike and he was just kind of like biking next to me. I wasn't in any like condition where I would need like medical attention, but he was just kind of, just kind of root me on, which was nice. And I was like, dude, I am. I am so over this right now. And it was like two miles left. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost willing to give you $20 just so I could, I could take your bicycle to the, to the finish line. But, uh, he was a super nice guy talking me into finishing the race. Not that I wasn't gonna, I mean, it was two miles away. Not that I was not going to finish the race, but, um, and I think a mile into a mile left, I, uh, got like a second win, not like a crazy second win, but I was able to, 
finish off the race um, running. And, uh, you know, four hours and 15 minutes, not terrible for first marathon, especially with how the training and everything went. Um, so I, I was, I was, okay. I was, okay. I wasn't like thrilled with how it went. I think I went a little too fast. I, I, you know, I definitely still went out at the eight mile pace and that was not a good idea because I was not ready to do that. I know the story's kind of all over the place, but, um, <clears throat> Yeah, I tired myself out in the beginning, obviously with the hills and then going too fast. And then I don't even know what my pace was throughout, like whatever my slow, slowest mile was. I think it was it had to have been like 12 minutes or something like that. My average was okay. But, and I was wearing these, um, these, uh, you know, those copper socks that uh, you can buy. You know, it's like, it's uh, like, they're like, sleeves or whatever that you put on your calves or you can get them as a sock if you want and there's like copper infused in them and they're supposed to like be this magical healing thing like one of those as seen on tv products and i i and i you know i bought them and i was because obviously i was having the problem with my calves and i was like oh maybe these will work and they don't so if you're on the fence about buying the copper socks uh don't do it don't do it they don't work they don't do anything to you if anything they were they were mildly annoying to run in so and i think i uh i, I took them off kind of i or I just kind of pushed them down all the way so they were just kind of wrapped around my ankles and i just ran ran the rest of the rest of the ooh, ran the rest of the race like that uh so yeah don't waste your money i think i got paid, it's paid like 20 dollars on amazon or something like that but uh, yeah so anyway finish the race um man when you run a marathon at the end of the race, there's that, you know, there's usually like a party or there's food. There's people giving you all types of food, like cookies, pizza, bananas, water, all this stuff. And then they usually take your picture with your medal afterwards. And, you know, they're pretty, it's pretty cool. You know, there's people cheering you on on the, at the finish line and whatnot. I think that race ends on an uphill sort of, I mean, yeah, uphill, a small downhill at the end, actually to the finish line, but you, you go going uphill at the very end of it and then like a slight downhill across the finish line. So they're pretty cool. Uh, obviously they cut their marathons. Usually probably you're usually shelling out like a hundred dollars to run them like a, as an entry fee, but you get, you get some, you get some gear with them depending on which race you run, uh, covers your bib, covers the food for, for after the race and whatnot and a bunch of other things. So, uh, they're pretty cool. If you've never done one before, I, I do recommend it. It is, um, it is time consuming to train for one, but, um, it is, it's pretty cool. Um, pretty cool accomplishment. If you only do it once, um, I obviously did it a couple of times, but if you only do it once, it's pretty cool. But anyway, so I did that one in Steamtown. I remember I got back to my hotel and I think I just laid on my floor for a couple of hours and yeah, and that was it. And then they had like a, <clears throat> they had a, like an after party the marathon after the church oh after the church uh at a church um which i went to because it was free food it, it was included in your uh initial fee um uh, so i went i was starving went down got some food and then i just like went back to my hotel because i was exhausted and the next day i drove home back to boston and the worst part about that is going from the gas pedal to like the brake, just constantly doing that 
because my calves and my shins were so sore. So it was like the one of the worst drives ever. It was not like a terribly long drive, but just just going through that motion for an extended period of time was just awful. And then, and then I got home and I live on the third floor, and just getting up the stairs, up and down the stairs, is just a nightmare after your first marathon. Trust me, it just everything hurts, and you're sore, chafing, or you know, not chafing, but you're chafed, and uh, just uncomfortable <laughs> wearing shirts and. You're in, I don't know. I mean, if yet I have somewhat thicker thighs, so my inner thighs kind of rub together when I run a little bit. So you get that all that going on, and it's just miserable. But it's a lot of fun. Um, after that, I I was upset with the time that I did, and want to say two about two weeks later, there was the the Lowell Marathon, which is also known as the Bay State Marathon. If you've never done it, that's another uh, flat flat marathon or flat route. So again, still trying to qualify for the Boston. I was very upset with my time at Steamtown and granted not the best decision to make to do another one two weeks later because it's two weeks later and you don't have enough time to really recover and continue to train. And there's there's not a lot, you don't have a lot of time for to get ready for it. And you know, the training I would have needed to do to have a better time wouldn't have happened in two weeks because obviously you got to take a couple of days off to rest your body after the first one and then try to train for the second one, but then kind of take some time off before the marathon too. So it was a, it was a dumb idea. I was a little upset with my time. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do another one and see if I can do a little better. And I did a little bit better, but not great. So still didn't qualify. Uh, and this one was a little different than the Steamtown. The route is a little different. So it's it's kind of like laps. So you're doing um, loops of a certain distance. I, can't, I think it was like three loops, which uh, I'm not a huge fan of. I like um, Steamtown was like, was like Boston where it's, destination or yeah destination to destination uh marathon so you start in a different place than you end whereas this little one you start where you finish or you finish where you start but it's uh such such a big distance in between laps that you don't really notice it's not like running on a track where you're just like looking at the same fucking thing over and over again which is uh dreadful or running on a treadmill but uh still not um not my favorite way to run because I like, I like different types of scenery or like different terrains. Uh, and I don't know. You kind of get in your head when you're running something like that, that, oh, oh no, there's a, there's that hill again, you know? So, um, causes, uh, different types of, um, uh, things like head games and, um, whatnot. Anyway. Um, so yeah, not my favorite type of marathon to run. If I was running a marathon, it'd be end to end type of deal like the way the Boston is but I did run slightly faster ran a um, I think 408 this time which was uh, I mean only a couple minutes faster same kind of deal happened uh, I did have coffee that morning so I was able to uh, evacuate the bowels beforehand which was good no cramping on that but still not uh, physically ready to run that run that marathon 
So obviously that's where the time comes in. But uh, marathons are interesting too because there's so many people running them, and when and when you're at the beginning, there's like a bunch of porta potties, and it's just like lines like you've never seen for the bathroom. Because uh, everyone has everyone's trying to go right before the race, which is like the hardest thing you can do is try to go is go to the bathroom right before the race because you just there's no time and everyone's trying to do the same thing and there's not enough urinals or I'm sorry, porta potties around. So it's a nightmare. And, uh, so you gotta try to, it's like the hardest thing to do. You're trying to hydrate and obviously that causes you have to take a piss and it's a nightmare. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that one was pretty cool. Um, it was local. So I was able to sleep in my bed the night before, which is nice. I was like sleeping in my own bed as opposed to, other beds, um, just more, uh, more comfortable anyway. So got a good night's sleep, stuck to my r- normal routine, did everything the way I normally would have, didn't try to change anything up. And, uh, yeah, it was a little bit better. I think if I waited, uh, a little longer or did a marathon that was further down the road, things would have been better. And eventually I would do another marathon and things would be a lot better. Surprisingly, because the next one took place in a higher altitude than the other two. So my third one was actually, I want to say, um, I forget how many months later, but my sister, my little sister, uh, Alexis, messaged me one day and asked me if I would go to Colorado, where she is and my dad is, and run a half marathon with her and I said why don't we run a full marathon and then we went back and forth she kept asking me uh, all these questions about it whether or not she could do it I said there's plenty of time for you to train I think this was like she messaged me in like January I think and then the marathon was in May so I said yeah there's plenty of time all you gotta do is start running uh, before this date I can't remember I think it's I want to say it's like three months before a marathon you have to start training for three or four months, depending on um, what type of shape you're in. If you're starting fresh from like nothing, obviously you want to kind of get a base going and then start your marathon training. But uh, usually, usually three to four months, I would say. But anyway, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we signed up for it. Uh, it was cool because then I got to visit my family out there which is always nice. So it was like a little vacation and a marathon in thrown in there. So, uh, yeah, started training for that. Was able to train for that. No injury, nothing like that. Um, was able to do all my training. No days were screwed up or whatnot. And, uh, she was training as well. Obviously asked me all these questions on, um, what, uh, what she needed to do and whatnot. She was kind of nervous, but, as one would be for running the first marathon. I was nervous at that when I was <clears throat> training for mine as well. But so I went out to Colorado. Um, the morning, morning up, we had to get up pretty early to get to the marathon. You had to be there by a certain time. And this one is in Denver, um, kind of downtown Denverish. And um, with marathons, like a lot of roads are closed off. So it's like we had to get dropped off at a certain point and then walk to the finish, uh, walk to the starting line um, <clears throat> and kind of get situated. Uh, the morning was pretty, the weather was pretty decent. Uh, 
and I think it was actually, you know what? It wasn't decent. It was kind of cold and it was supposed to stay that way. Kind of dreary, um, rainy, coldish, which like I said before, I kind of enjoy doing runs like that. Um, I don't know. It just feels better. And, and me running in the sun and like the heat just like doesn't work. And it's like the worst condition for me. But anyway, so we, um, we ran that marathon. I was feeling pretty good. Uh, the one thing that I thought was going to be a mistake was that I was wearing shoes that I bought like a week before, which is kind of a no-no. Like you kind of want to, kind of want to, um, break them in, uh, break shoes in just to make sure that they're the right shoes to be wearing, that they're comfortable and you don't fuck your feet up or get injured or whatever. So, uh, that was one of my worries, but it ended up being pretty damn good. Uh, the Denver marathon is pretty cool. It's called the Colfax marathon. Uh, cause it ends on, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't end on it, but it's it, you run on uh, Colfax street or road or Avenue Colfax Ave, maybe, um, one of the three. And, uh, it's the longest main street in America. I found that out the other day. Someone asked me, why is it called Colfax? And I had no idea. So I had to look it up. And because I have a sticker on the back of my car, Colfax 26.2, which is actually the first marathon that gave me one of those stickers. That was another reason why I wanted to run a marathon. And I thought that they just give them out at marathons. And apparently the first two were not hip to that movement. And it wasn't until this one that I was able to get a sticker for my car. So I am one of those people with a 26.2 sticker on my car because I'm cool. You don't have one. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we ran the marathon. This one was, uh, started and ended in the same spot, but it was kind of a big loop. There wasn't really any, um, you weren't really running in the same or, but you weren't doing any loops around the same stuff. Um, maybe, a, maybe a small amount actually, cause I ran past my sister at one point. There was like a connecting point, like mile seven and mile 17 or something like that. And we, we happened to run by each other, which was pretty cool. But a uh, very cool marathon, somewhat flat. The only uh, difference between the other two was the higher altitude, which I thought would be a problem. But I was there for a few days beforehand and I was able to run and kind of uh, acclimate to it, um, sort of. Um, it wasn't it wasn't great. I, I was very concerned because I would go for runs and I be out of breath real quick, but, um, it ended up being okay that day for whatever reason. And, uh, and I've been to Colorado many times before, so not that, you know, the past visits would have had any effect on it. But anyway, uh, I ended up running my fastest time, which was three forty, which was pretty cool. Um, but again, I had a better training experience than the first two. And I had a lot of time in between the past two, so that um, ended up being pretty good. Um, another note, uh, this marathon actually goes through uh, Mile High Stadium, whatever it's called now, Sports Authority Field or something. I don't know. keeps changing every time I go out there. Every time I visit, it's, it's a different different name. Someone else buys it. But it goes through the football field, which is pretty cool, um, even if you're not a Broncos fan, but um, which is cool. It's like it's a cool gimmick, and I think it, it – um, I think we went by the zoo. In the zoo? Were we in the zoo? I'll have to double check. I don't really remember. It was a couple years ago. 
I think we ran through the zoo. There were gorillas, um, giraffes, alligators, koala bears. Anyway, all that good stuff. Um, it's a really fun marathon. If you are, um, I don't, I, I don't know if I'd do it. It would be, I wouldn't recommend it as your first because, because the altitude difference. But um, if you do, if you are into running marathons or you're thinking about getting into it, that is definitely one to put on your list because it is um, pretty interesting. But it was a lot of fun. Um, we both finished the race, which was cool, um, and I had a good time. And it, I was, and my time was better. It wasn't, still wasn't what I wanted, and uh, you know, but I was okay with it. So, and uh, another side note, real quick, I'd like to call my friend out on this. Uh, my buddy Heiko came out with us, or came out with me uh, to watch support both of us and. I remember when we were done with the race, we had just, me and my sister had both just run, ran, run a marathon and Heiko and my sister's husband had parked the car very far away. Cause that's, I, cause you know, you couldn't park close to the uh, course. So the car was parked really far away. And I remember Heiko made the comment that his feet hurt from walking and I almost lost my mind because he ran, he walked like a mile and I just run 26.2 miles and he was complaining that his legs hurt. Oh, I almost shot him. I almost shot him right there. Anyways, I just thought it was funny. Um, but yeah, it was a fun marathon. I enjoyed it. And then after that, uh, I was not done with the marathon bug. It was still in me. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't mad about my time, nor was I going to try to fight another marathon to run to qualify for Boston, but I did hear about, um, I did want to push the limits a little bit or push the boundaries a little further and run a, uh, what's called an ultra marathon, which is anywhere above 26.2 miles. But the thing about ultra marathons is that they're not the same type of, um, type of running that a regular marathon is. And this is something I didn't know before signing up for the ultra marathon and that it is like all terrain. Like you're in the woods, you're hiking up rocks and all this other stuff. And I did not know that there might be ultra marathons that are regular, like, you know, you're just running a longer distance, but I haven't found one yet. And that's what I thought I was signing up for. But uh, the fool that I am did not really look into what I signed up for. So I signed up for the North Face Endurance Challenge, which was at Wachusett, maybe? That's not correct, but I'm going to go with Wachusett. Um, it's a 30-mile marath- uh, mile run, 30-mile point one or something like that. 30 point. It's a 50K. 50K. Whatever 50K is, it's 30 miles. And... I had just run the Denver Marathon, and I was not prepared for this one. I didn't wear the proper gear. I wore my regular running shoes, which are not great to go hiking in. And um, I knew I made a mistake when I got there, and everyone had like these like there's like certain there's some running shoes that are kind of like hiking running shoes. Um, they're like a hybrid shoe. Uh, everyone was wearing those. Uh, everyone had like packs on them. They either had like uh, camel packs or um, 
like belts with like water bottles on them and like gel packs and all this stuff. They all, they all look like they were ready to go. And I look like a fucking idiot because I had none of that. And I was wearing like short shorts and a tank top and my regular running shoes. And I was like, all right, here we go. And, uh, it was a fucking nightmare. I tell you, uh, I was not ready and did not expect all the terrain that we were running through. Um, it started up kind of uphill and everyone was kind of going moderately slow, kind of like no one was really, I mean, some of the elite people there were like actually running, but for the most part, everyone was kind of like, yeah, I think I'm going to walk this or kind of jog, whatever. And I like didn't pick up on that really right away. And I just started fucking like a bat out of hell. Start running like I regular, regularly do. I was like, fucking, I just ran 340 in Denver. I'll probably do this thing in record time because the altitude difference and I'm going to crush it. And I didn't, I didn't, I, uh, I was not prepared for the rocks and all the other stuff. Um, it was pretty hot that day. I think it was June by then. May, June. Yeah. Um, and I think I made it about 15 miles. I made it to the 15 mile checkpoint and I sat down and did not feel great. And the guy, there was a guy there kind of working for the race. He's like, uh, you okay? I was like, um, nope. And he's like, you want to ride back to the finish line? And I, as much as I didn't want to do it, I knew that it probably wasn't a good idea to keep going. And so I said, yes. And it's very, um, I don't know. It's very demoralizing to sit, sit in a van after have running 15 miles or half, I was halfway done and it took, took quite a few, quite a long time to, to run that far in the uh, terrain. So I was halfway done 15 miles and it's just like getting in the car is just like the worst feeling to know that you didn't finish it, but it is what it is. So I've run, I've, I've run three attempted four. Um, I don't know if I will do another one. Um, not at that point now. Certainly, it's a, it's a lot of time to devote to training uh, if you want to do well on them. So, it's just, it's not a thing I want to do now. I th- I've, you know, I'm pretty, pretty happy with how I did with the three. Obviously, not so happy with the four. Um, and if I were to do it again, I think I would try the ultra again, just get a little bit more prepared for it. And, uh, but I don't know if that will be as fulfilling because, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, you always remember the one that you didn't do, you know, whether or not you go back and do the same race again. It's still like, ah, well, there, I could have two medals. I could have two of these and whatever. But uh, it's not it's not in on my radar right now. I don't plan on doing it. Running is very, it's very hard and uh, exhausting and it's not fun. A lot of people ask, like, because I run a lot. I, I ran track in high school. Obviously, I did these marathons, and I, you know, I, I run. I don't run a lot right now. Uh, put on a few lbs, but um, a lot of people, you know, they, you know, they see me running. They're like, man, I, you know, I'm trying to get into running, but I get to this point where it's just, it's really hard. And uh, like, when does it ever get easier? And it's just like it doesn't, it doesn't get easier ever. It's just always terrible. And uh, hopefully, that's motivating to you. 
no, it, it, it's hard all the time. You just got to keep doing it. Obviously the more you do it, the longer you could run, um, you know, uh, but you always kind of want to push yourself to either go faster or run longer. So there's always like a point. Yeah. You get to a point where running three miles isn't that difficult, but you kind of want to push yourself to do more than that. At, once you get to us, once you get to a certain point. So, um, yeah, it doesn't really ever get easier, but it's fun. You know, it's good to be in shape in case you have to run from something. It's always nice to uh, be faster than other people when, you know, in case of a bear or something, you know, you don't got to be the fastest, but you just got to be faster than one person. So it's always good. And it's good for you. Like working out is great. You should do it. If you're not doing it, why not? You know, there's nothing, it's nothing but benefits from it. Uh, do as much as you want, do as little as you want, but just you should do something. Um, it's fun. It's good. Makes you feel good. And um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, a lot of a lot of people ask me about the runner's high, which is, uh, I think it's a myth. I think that's just the feeling of no longer running. You know, I think it's the feeling of being done with your run. I think that's, that's all runner's high is. I don't think there's anything else to it. It's just like happiness of I don't have to run any longer. So, but yeah, um, I will say marathons are terrible for you. So don't do a lot of them. There are people that do a lot of marathons and, um, you know, it's, I mean, good for them, but it's, it is, it does beat down on your body and there's, I wouldn't say there's a lot of benefits to doing them aside from saying, Hey, I did one. So if you're going to do one, just do a few or do one just to say you did it. Um, or you can be one of those people that just does like 90 of them a year. You can do that as well. Um, but it's up to you. They are pretty taxing. Um, but it's good to do at least once. And then once you do an ultra marathon, um, actually, those are, uh, no, because, uh, yeah, ultra marathons are any distance over. But F, once you get past, there's marathon, there's things like you can do like a hundred mile run or a hundred mile marathon, whatever. Uh, and then there's the Moab 240, which is a 240-mile race, which obviously you do in a few days. It's not a one-day thing. But, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different things you can do. Endurance, uh, they call those endurance challenges, I guess. Um, but, yeah, pretty fun. Running is good for you to some degree. Um, or you can do some other type of cardio, whatever you want to do. But that's about it for Chapter 7. Did I say it was Chapter 7? I didn't say it in the beginning. Today's chapter seven, uh, Marathon Man. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Anyway, um, if you get a chance, please leave a review on Apple, iTunes, po Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, get you a free sticker. I'm going to try to get some other merchandise as well uh, to give away, to sort of entice people to say something nice about me or about the podcast, not about me. You can say something nice about me if you want. If you don't like the podcast, but you like something... You want to say something nice about Dan? That's that's cool, too. You can do that. That's always nice. But uh, whatever you want to do. Anyway, uh, that's it for today. I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. This here's a podcast about Danny Martin Not finishing the things that he started Kind of like writing the lyrics to this song Tragedy plus time equals Danny Martin. That's the title of this show. Now we're starting. Skiddly bop, 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 boo, bop, da bop, boo, ee, ooh.